This is an ABC podcast. ABC Radio Australia. This is Fresh Off the Field. The sporting spirit of the Pacific. Ah, talofa lava and welcome to Fresh Off the Field, the sporting pulse of the Pacific. We're here live in Honiara for the Pacific Games. My name is Bobby McCumber. I'm your host as always. It is another hot day. It's Tuesday the 28th of November, day 8 of the Pacific Games. 29 degrees today, so 1 degree less than yesterday. Still 85% humidity, 100% enthusiasm. Everyone is very excited. We are based here in Honiara, just located out outside the National Stadium where the athletics is really starting to kick off and don't you worry about that I'm going to be jumping in there as soon as I'm done telling you all about everything that has been happening in the Pacific Games. Oh, I've seen a lot today, I've seen a lot yesterday and there's so much more to come I've seen some netball and some boxing both being played in the Friendship Hall. I don't know how many friendships are being made inside that boxing ring but that is where they are located there's so much happening, I've seen some hockey today Oh, and we've got some 100-metre sprint finals happening tonight. So I will be sprinting up the stairs and getting into the National Stadium so I can see that after the show has finished. But we've got plenty going on. Look, why don't we kick it off with a medal tally? So much going on and so many medals being won. Look, New Caledonia... Still well out in front with 62 goals and 140 overall. So that is 40 40 medals ahead of the next best. Australia are sitting in second. It's a great battle for third with Tahiti one gold medal ahead of Samoa. My next guest will not be happy about that, but that's OK. Fiji and the Solomon Islands round out the top six. We've got Norfolk Island. They won their first medal of the Games yesterday in the 500-metre female VAR race. So congratulations to Ada Nabua. A shout-out to Tuvalu as well, who have three silvers but haven't cracked to gold yet. Fingers crossed for them uh, with the remaining days that we've got here at the Pacific Days, uh, Pacific Games. Oh, I tell you what, because you know what? I'm hot. I am sitting here. The sun is on my back. I love that we're sitting in a marquee. Everyone is covered in the marquee except for me, but that's not a problem. I'm okay. I'm dealing with it. Uh, it is a Pacific and I love it. I love this heat, so we're going to get on with it. Uh, now, women's football has been happening. A big sport here in the Solomon Islands. We had Fiji and PNG won their semi-finals. They will compete for football gold, and that is happening on Friday. No doubt we'll have lots of people coming down and supporting that, like all the sports. Samoa and New Caledonia will battle it out for bronze, and that is happening on Friday as well. So lots of finals there. Speaking of football, oh, there's some football going on at the moment. Uh, I think the game is either still going or it's just finished. But to give us some more detail on that, I've got Nisha Daly's Jacob live crossing now to the football. Solomons and Fiji, it's a semi-final for the, uh, for the men's. Jacob McGuire, can you hear me here? I can hear you loud and clear. How are you going at the National Stadium? Oh, my God, I'm going so well. How are you doing? <laughs> You're live at the game. Solomons versus Fiji semi-final. What's happening? It has just wrapped up a very dramatic... I will say semi-final here between Fiji and the Solomon Islands right here at Lawson Sama Stadium. We have seen Solomon Islands defeat Fiji 2-0 in what was a very touch match, a tough match, Bobby. Oh, and what's the atmosphere like? Oh, Solomon's, I mean, they will be getting up and about. They're going into a final. 
Oh my gosh, the atmosphere has been electric for the past hour and a half during the Solomon Islands game. <laughs> I mean, here at um, Lawson Thomas Stadium, we have a giant hill uh, that stretches along, I think, the south side of the field, and it was packed. In fact, Bobby, I'll tell you what, one tree did not survive. Uh, this final. A small tree was blocking the vantage of some of the Solomon Island supporters, so they cut it down. All right, so even a tree uh, was dismantled uh, to watch this game. It's just absolutely electric. So much cheering, so much shouting. It's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, you know, show put on by the, by the fans today. Oh, so if this is what's happening for Solomon's win in the semi-final. What do you think it's going to be like in the final? How are the crowd, how are the locals going to be cheering? Oh, I will say that there'll probably be a few more trees missing, uh, you know what I mean, on the, on the weekend when the final is played. I mean, just the roars, um, it's going to be, you'll probably be able to hear it uh, from the National Stadium. You won't even have to cross uh, to anyone, Bobby. You'll be able to, you know, hear it played out. <laughs> Uh, and I'm surprised I didn't hear you earlier. There was another game. Vanuatu, unfortunately for you, were beaten by New Caledonia 1-0. How was that for you? I will say, yes, a 1-0 uh, loss to New Caledonia. And, you know, I will say there was a smaller crowd, not quite uh, so much of the hill was covered, but there was fantastic support coming from the grandstands. I mean, you saw Nivan flags, you saw New Caledonian flags. In fact, uh, the two flags were sat right next to each other on the grandstand, and they were shouting uh, at each other during the game, seeing who will cheer the loudest. So it, even that uh, atmosphere was electric. I will say, you know, I was very saddened uh, that Vanuatu weren't able to pull out a win. New Caledonia scored uh, in the first half, and there were some great chances coming into the second half. But, you know, good on the New Caledonians uh, for a hard-fought uh, victory over Vanuatu. I tell you what, you are being very humble. I know you are a mad football fan. You were <laughs> nervous for this game. Even at breakfast, you were nervous. <laughs> How did you get over those nerves? Did you have to wait until one of them touched the football? or How did you overcome that? I will say that the nerves, they quite haven't worn off. I mean, I was <laughs> nervous the whole time. In fact, I was sitting in the, in the media section, uh, sort of in the other side of the field uh, during the Vanuatu game. I was tense. I walked over with the Vanuatu supporters. They saw my flag, gave me a big wave. And so we were there being nervous together. The only way to get through those nerves is to do it together, Bobby. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. So the game has finished now. Has it, has it cleared out? Are people still hanging around? People chopping down trees? What is happening now? What can you see? Yes, a few people have left. I think mostly everyone's cleared out. I will say there was an announcement after the game finished uh, from the announcers here at the stadium. Do not rush the field. Uh, everyone, yeah, no one did. Uh, me and Michael are sat on the field right now, but it was, yeah, so, so you know, I mean, we were close to rushing on. Uh, Rex, our driver, is actually here. He's just been taking little uh, trapes around the facilities, so it's been great. But yes, most of the crowd has cleared out. Now you'll probably be able to hear them uh, walking towards the, the other side of town. <laughs> and you and Michael Chow, I mean, you've got mornings with Nisha daily. I'm glad to hear that I can still hear your voice. Are you conscious of that when you're screaming and cheering for your team that you still have to use that vocal the next morning? Oh, I will say it was very hard to be quiet 
uh, while I was with the Nivan Nivan supporters. I was trying my best uh, not to be so loud. I'll tell you right now, Michael Chow does not care. All right, most of the recordings we use on the show are full of Michael Chow. You would be pressed to even hear uh, a supporter from another country, but you know what I mean? That's what the games are about. We come here to support our people, our, our countries, and I think that's what makes it so beautiful, especially being here at Lawson Thomas Stadium today. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us live from the football stadium there. Jacob, McGuire, Solomons are through to the final. They've defeated Fiji and they'll be taking on New Caledonia in that final as well. Oh, it's all happening here. We are live in Honiara for the Pacific Games. Up next, joining us live on Fresh Off the Field, we've got a Samoan kayaker who has won multiple silver medalists, Anne Can. She's coming up next. For centuries, Pacific Islanders have been sharing stories across the region. Stories from the Pacific is a weekly program that honours that tradition, allowing you to hear in-depth personal stories from sports people to farmers, artists to teachers, activists to entrepreneurs with one thing in common, their Pacific heritage and a unique and incredible story to tell. Stories from the Pacific, Wednesday mornings at 9 o'clock PNG time on ABC Radio Australia. Live from the home of the Pacific Games, Honiara, you're listening to Fresh Off the Field. Oh, we are here live from Honiara. I'm joined now by a silver medalist, not one, not two, but three silver medals, Anne Can, Samoan Kayaka. Uh, welcome to Fresh Off the Field. Thanks for being here. Malolava, Bobby. Thank you. <laughs> now, tell me about your competition. Yesterday, you received silver. What was that competition? Uh, so yesterday, silver was in the V1 500 metres. Um, yeah, the women's final was held in the afternoon in some pretty rough conditions. So yeah, happy to come away with that. Yeah, I was there yesterday and it was really windy. I can't imagine. What does it feel like when you're kayaking? How does it impact you when you're out there on the water? Uh, so the kayaking is maybe a little bit more straightforward because we've got a rudder. Yesterday's medal was in the rudderless waka, well, va. Um, so that's a lot harder to control. So with the wind and the waves and the current that was going on, um, as well as the buoys that had sort of moved about in our lanes, it made for a pretty hectic race. Um, but, yeah, like today's one in the kayak was a lot calmer and a lot more straightforward because we actually have a rudder that we control with our feet so yeah that was a lot less stressful (laughs) so yesterday when you are going everywhere and boys are up and down how do you stay in your lane or do, do people not uh, yeah, a lot of people ended up going out of lanes yesterday, but that was also a little bit to do with some of the buoys had moved. Mm. But um, basically in the in the rudderless water, all of the steering comes from paddle strokes. So you kind of have to anticipate where your boat's going based on the strokes that you've put in. But yesterday was more based around the current and what the waves were doing and pushing your boat around. So you have to basically just switch sides and then um, yeah anticipate what the water's going to do to your boat and try and get yourself out of that before it gets too bad (laughs) so that you can stay within your lane, basically. Really tricky conditions. It sounded like there were a lot of protests that were happening yesterday as well. So what is the process of a protest? (laughs) Um, I guess once the the race has been run and if teams feel that, um, like a something's happened to their team by another team then once the results are posted you've got 30 minutes to put in an official protest and so because of the water yesterday and those buoys that had moved the men's w12 500 meters ended up with a lot of 
chaos and a lot of drama. Um, boats coming in and out of their lanes, cutting others off accidentally, um, yeah. quite possibly. It was really hard to read which buoys were yours and which weren't. Um, so, yeah, I think four out of the six teams ended up putting in protests. Uh, the the, res- the result in the end stayed the same, um, and that's just based on the judges uh, looking at what happened, what was seen. Um, so yeah, like it's it is hard to come all this way and have a race play out like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess that's sometimes sport. That's that, that's the harder side of sport to take. Yeah, well, let's take it back to where it all began. So you're Samoan. Uh, how many kayaks are in Samoa uh, at the moment? We've got eight of these types of kayaks, right. the, the ones that we use here at the Games. There are a few other surskis scattered around the place, but, yeah, at this stage there's just the eight. Mm. Um, we're currently just trying to get those released. Um, we're setting up a whole new federation to uh, make use of those better, and we'll spread them with it, uh, throughout the, the Va'a community as well because cross-training is awesome for both and just get the kids on them um, and get them going early. So we've just got a succession program happening from there. So, yeah. And so you're based in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, did you start kayaking in Samoa or New Zealand? I started kayaking in New Zealand. Yep. Um, I started out on a surf ski and then did a lot of downriver paddling. Um, jumped into flatwater kayaking a bit. Um, I actually raced for New Zealand for a bit um, back in the mid-2000s. And, yeah... The, polit- the politics um, <laughs> at the time weren't great and I basically left the sport. Um, went and lived life, got career, did other things and then, yeah, before, basically in, uh, watching the 2012 Olympics, I decided to come back into it and then uh, represent my Samoan side, which is, yeah, vastly different uh, compared to competing for New Zealand. But, um, yeah, I've enjoyed the journey. So, yeah, basically been racing for Samoa across all of the disciplines of va'a and kayaking for the last 10 years. Yeah. How was it uh, debuting in the Olympics? How did that feel? Oh, it was incredible. Like, it was just the dream come true. And my family were all there. And, yeah, it was probably somewhere I never thought I would end up. So, But, that, like, paddling for Samoa was my avenue to, to make that happen. But in doing that, like I attended a lot of world champs and competitions on my own, so you show up as your own athlete manager and, and coach, um, funding everything, and yeah. So basically, I lined up on the start line in Rio with a eight dollar Kmart T-shirt with a logo that my brother had designed, oh. and that kind of made it all the more special. Like it's just yeah, it's total DIY, um, but yeah, like there's a lot of satisfaction in that. Like you're up against the pros, so you're pretty realistic with the result side of things but the process of going training all the time and putting that hard work in um, around a job and you know trying to fund it there's huge satisfaction in that so yeah oh that's incredible uh, no doubt that experience uh, competing at an Olympic Games can help you with Pacific Games let's bring it back to the Pacific Games what have been some of the highlights for you here in Honiara uh, well, obviously, just being back amongst the team, we had the World Bar Championships in Samoa earlier this year. Oh, sorry, in August. So being back amongst the the whole Vaa Samoa team is awesome. Like we've got a huge a huge crew. We've got a, a men's twelve and a women's six. Um, so just being back amongst you know the brothers and sisters yeah. is, and then being part of the wider Samoan 
full team of all these different sports people. Um, but yeah, like Solomon's is a is a really new experience. It's a new place. There's all these beautiful people around. They're so friendly. Like they're just amazing. So yeah, the whole experience of going to a new Pacific island that we haven't been to is probably that yeah is is a real highlight for us. Well, for me especially. And you won a silver medal with one of your teammates today? Yes, yeah, yeah. So Jade, I talked to kayak in September um, on on those kayaks that we've um, got in Samoa. Um, so I went over there and um, helped out with teaching her and Afile, who's our other male paddler. So she's been training away on her own and she's been on the double with me three times in total so the two races yesterday and today oh and one training and so yeah we managed to get a silver medal behind Tahiti so I'm yeah just such a buzz like it's so cool to get results for yourself but it's so much more to share that with someone especially her she's worked so hard so that's brilliant it sounds like you've got a lot out of the Pacific Games and representing Samoa having your family there and even that t-shirt that your brother made for you for the (laughs) Olympic Games I love that story Oh, that's wonderful. And um, do you have any more events coming up or you're done and you can enjoy the games now? No, I, I guess the, the the big slog comes now. I've got um, the 16-kilometre single <gasps> kayak tomorrow afternoon and then 16-kilometre single walker Thursday morning and then the 16-kilometre double kayak Thursday afternoon. Okay, so how long does it take you to kayak on your own, 16 kilometres? In those boats, I'm thinking possibly around an hour 40, hour 45. Right. Yeah, probably similar for the V1, like the Va'a single, and then, yeah, I'm hoping the the, the double kayak will be maybe an hour and a half or so. so. Right, you'd hope it'd be a little bit quicker with two people doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the boats are lighter, so yeah. Right. I, I will have just done 16k on the single walker, so yeah, Jade might be uh, pulling her weight and mine a little bit on that one. <laughs> I love it. Do you have a favourite event? Um, I really do enjoy the Rudderless Va'a um, 500, um, but I also enjoy that the, the long distance and that that's the newest type of um, kayak or you know paddle discipline that I've come into so I'm still learning a lot um, so each time I paddle and race I'm getting big learnings from it how to surf better how to paddle you know without needing to steer so much so um, yeah I definitely enjoy everything but uh, yeah I guess I'm in a growth phase with that so yeah enjoying that part of it oh, that's wonderful well I'm so glad I I bumped into you yesterday and we were able to secure you here today uh, for a chat. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your silver medals and good luck for the 16-kilometre and 16-kilometre and 16-kilometre race that you have coming up. Thank you so much, Anne. I love that. Thanks so much, uh, Anne. We've got got another program coming up. ABC Radio Australia is now available on 107 FM on the island of Giesel in Solomon Islands. If you live on Giesel or an island nearby, you can tune your radio to 107 FM to catch the latest Pacific news, sport, conversations, music and entertainment anytime right here on ABC Radio Australia. Welcome to our new listeners on 107 FM Giesel. ABC Radio Australia, yours in the Pacific. This is Fresh Off The Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games on ABC Radio Australia. 
Oh, here we are, live from Honiara. It is fresh off the field on ABC Radio Australia. One of the great things about being located here right next to the National Stadium is that we see athletes walking past, we see supporters... I was just at a netball game. I did mention that earlier. Papua New Guinea took on the Cook Islands and Papua New Guinea won. We happen to have grabbed one of the players now. Can you please introduce yourself, tell us your full name and what position you play on the court? Um, My name's Hannah Barreto and I play goal defence goalkeeper. Now, Hannah, you got the win. What were you hoping? Were you expected to win that game or was it always going to be close? Yes, I think we went in there... um coming off after Tonga, um, but yeah, with high hopes onto the court, so we were expecting that win, um, but Cook Islands, they, they came out hard, it was a good game. How is it in there, in the stadium, it was packed, it was hot for spectators, how do you work with that as an athlete? Yeah, look, it was really hot, like I thought at one point on the court, like I was overheating, um, <laughs> but it was really good, our support bench, we have like cool towels there, so coming off the bench, we'll just like cool down a bit, but I guess just staying hydrated, working on your breathing on the court, um, yeah. but yeah, it was good. Uh, so tell me about some of the preparations that you had coming into the Pacific Games, how soon were you all together as a team? Yeah, so we went into a training camp on Wednesday last week. So that was in um, Port Moresby, PNG. Um, so us Australian-based players and um, the PNG-based players, we came together for a, I think, three-day camp. Um, so that preparation um, was good. We got, have, got to have some match play against the local girls. Um, so just, you know, working on combinations throughout the team. It was really good. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, and how many more games do you have coming up? Um, I think we have three games left and then, yeah, we'll work, um, I think, go to the pools. So, like, um, pool A and pool B, yep. uh, the top two teams from there, they'll verse each other um, for, like, I think, to go into the grand final and play for gold and then for bronze. So the game today, PNG playing Cook Islands, that was really important to finish in the top two in your pool, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, our main goal is just to ensure we win all our games for the pool. So I think we'd place second, depending on how Tonga goes. Um, and then we'll verse number one from pool B. So we were just watching the sum on um, versus Fiji games. So um, we think that's who we'll come up against, depending on how they play. So it's really exciting. <laughs> Were you going for any of those teams? Do you, would you prefer to see one team rather than the other? Uh, I mean, we love our Pacific sisters. Um, <laughs> it's always good to um, watch them play, but I think Fiji was doing well, I think, when we left. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll verse them. Maybe we'll verse Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that some of your players are based in Australia. Whereabouts are you based? Um, I'm based in Brisbane. Yep. Yeah. And what's the makeup of the team, the squad? Majority, where are they from? Yeah, so we've got, like, um, half and half. So, like, we've got a few... Um, Brisbane based players and then we've got one girl in Cairns and then we've got our um, Port Moresby based players um, and some girls from the village as well. Yeah, oh that's brilliant all coming together. How long have you played netball? Oh, since Netters, so maybe when I was eight. (laughs) Yeah, I can't really remember when Netters, what age that was. (laughs) And did you, is it something that uh, I guess family played or friends? What first brought you to netball? Yeah, I think just like the community, like when you, like growing up, you get into school and you just start playing netball. I think it's just like the, netball is the biggest female sport um, in Australia. So yeah, you just kind of start playing when you grow up. (laughs) What were your dreams growing up? Did you ever imagine that you'd be representing Papua New Guinea? No, never actually. I um, 
only I, I started like uh, at age 19 getting into like the world um, representing PNG so that was good um, but yeah never did I expect to be where I am so it's an amazing opportunity and it's great to see the young talent coming through as well yeah so you said you that was when you were 19 when you come into that how old are you now I'm 23 oh right <laughs> where are some of the places that you've traveled to representing Papua New Guinea other yeah. than here Honiara um, I went to New Zealand for the World Cup um, qualifiers. Um, I've been to Samoa for the that Pacific game, and this is um, yeah my second Pacific Games this year. So it's exciting. So your second Pacific Games. What has been different, uh, I guess, amongst the team from your previous games to the team now? Yeah, I think just like the diversity and the um, versatile players. Like we have a lot of combinations throughout the team, um, which our coaching staff can put on, and we can just adjust to whoever's on. So it's really good. Um, we've got some fast-paced players and some young girls coming through. So it's yeah, it's good. <laughs> All right. So you've got a big week coming up ahead. What has been the highlight for you at this Pacific Games? Now, it can be sports-related. Oh, of course, it's sports-related. We're here for the Pacific Games. Yeah. Uh, it could be netball-related or it can be just something to do with another sport or Papua New Guinea-related. Yeah, I think just, like, the atmosphere and community. Like, um, the Solomon people are just so beautiful. Um, I think our first game against Tonga, um, we just felt the crowd, the atmosphere. They were there for us. Um, it's been amazing. I think um, different from the last Pacific Games is where we can, like, walk everywhere and we can watch other teams, which is really awesome um so yeah i would say the atmosphere i'm loving it this year did you expect to be as you were just casually walking after your game just trying to relax for the rest of the evening and our producer declan has come and got you thank you for being a good sport um you were open to it and happy to come and chat no absolutely i i am a bit late for ice baths but no it's been really good (laughs) thank you guys for grabbing me i can go last (laughs) i didn't realize we were keeping you from your ice bath anything to get out of an ice bath but no if you want to compete well in the next few days and get one of the medals then yeah do what you got to do exactly (laughs) recovery is key uh thanks so much for joining us hannah i really appreciate you you coming and jumping up uh joining us in a moment is a silver medalist from tonga with a really emotional story 24 countries bring their best to the Pacific Games 2023. And the team from ABC Radio Australia has got you covered. Tune in to Pacific Beat. Fresh off the field. Amnesia Daily. For every thrilling moment. Athlete interviews and behind-the-scenes chats. Tune in daily to catch all the action from Honiara. Find out more. abc.net.au slash pacific. ABC Radio Australia. Yours for the Pacific Games. All right, let's keep the guests coming here on Fresh Off the Field. Next up, we have a young Tongan who took home, home silver in the team's archery event, Halamehi Tangulu. I spoke to her yesterday and started by asking Mehi what it felt like to win a silver medal. Oh, my gosh, it's indescribable. I don't, I don't have the words to, you know, define what I'm feeling right now, especially with the achievement. Um, it is my first South Pacific Games and... Oh, man. If I had to talk about the journey to get here today, I think I'll take up the whole week. (laughs) I would like to hear a bit about that journey. So, like, your preparations coming into the Pacific Games, what have you been doing? What's your training regime look like? Um, So, I'm a student. I'm a university student and trying to balance education and sports. It's not an easy thing, especially back in the Pacific Islands, you know, like um, in Tonga, Education is encouraged over sports, you know. Um, not many families believe that sports can lead you further in life. And 
um, with archery, it's something that I have passion for, you know, it's something that I love to do. And um, most of the time, it's not really appreciated back at my home, you know, so anytime I would go to training and stuff, it would be considered as a waste of time, you know, like it's not something useful, but it's something that I loved. And preparing for the games, oh man, <laughs> there were so many obstacles I had to come through. Um, one with my education, the week that we were preparing for the games, preparing to leave, so the government chartered a flight for the 13th of November, and I had exams to sit on the 14th and the 17th, and I thought that I wasn't going to be able to come make it to the games and then um my coach pulled through and he booked me a separate flight for the 18th of november i was like oh okay and as we were in closing on the 14th of november for my first exam they postponed it because there was a cyclone approaching fiji <laughs> and um you know at the moment i was like okay maybe this is a sign maybe i'm not meant to go you know i was having second thoughts i was like um, I'm really heavy on my faith. I'm, I'm a Christian. I, that's one of the things that keep me going. It's my faith in God. And, you know, I've had uh, a lot of times on my knees and praying, you know, God, if it's your will for me to go to the South Pacific games, make a way, make me go. And, um, I wrote my coordinators, you know, I asked, Hey, I'm going to the South Pacific games. Is there a way? Is there an alternative for me to like take my exams later? They, they messaged me back and they say, Oh yeah, you can go come back and take a special exams. When do you come back from Solomon Islands? And I go, Oh, on the fifth. And they go, Yes, come back, sit your exam on the sixth. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'll take that. Um, and as we were, um, about to come on the 18th, um, we had a lot of problems. Um, my passport wasn't scanning at certain um, airports. Um, in Brisbane, they thought that my passport was fake. <laughs> yeah, they were this close to turning up. Apart. Yeah, we had a lot of stopovers, you know, on our way. And we just, we thought we were never going to make it. Um, yeah, um, two weeks into scoring for the games, I injured my finger. I ripped my index finger and tore my thumb apart. And I thought that was it. You know, this is the end of my archery career, but everything pulled through and I'm just glad that I'm here today. And the experience, the achievement, everything is just worth it. You know, all I can say is God is good. Yeah, he's, he's great. You spoke briefly then about your journey to get here. Tell me what flights did you have to get in, uh, get on, and how many days did it take you to get from Tonga to here, Honiara? Okay. Um, so on the 18th of November, we departed Tonga to Nandi through Fiji Airways, and then we had, I think, a three-hour, four-hour transit, and then we flew over from Nandi to Brisbane, and we stayed there for 14 hours, <laughs> for a 14-hour transit, and then we came... On the 19th of November, which was a Sunday, we arrived um, 25 minutes past four. It was a four-hour flight. We came straight um, from the village to here, to the opening ceremony. Yeah, no rest at all. And then we had one day for official practice, and then the competition started. Yeah. You spoke uh, before as well just about your coach and him helping you get another flight. What... How important is the relationship between your coach and you, you know, helping and supporting you through your journey with archery? Uh, um, uh, my relationship with my coach, um, Hans Anna Jensen, when you listen to the interview, uh, it's important. 
um, our coach, he, he takes time to understand each archer individually and how he needs to react to us, how he needs to respond to us in certain times. And I, I know that he saw how much I put in just to get here and for him to take time to put different flights for me um, just so that I could make it here. You know, it's, um, I feel like, you know, my coach cares about me. He cares about what I, what I do. And I, I love that because, you know, now I know I, there's a use of me, you know, doing archery. Um, I, people value me. And, you know, that's something you don't get nowadays anymore. Usually people just do sports for the sake of doing it. Maybe they get money out of it. Um, oh, fun fact. <laughs> for our federation, we build off scraps. We don't have sponsors. We don't have anything. And most people are aware that the equipment for archery is very expensive. Yeah. We have to, like, pull apart different certain bows and, like, put them together to make one bow for one person. Yeah, we build up of um, scraps. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the equipment. So how many do you have your own? Arch? Is it called an arch? Tell me what it's called and who owns what? Is it a team set or is it your own? Okay. So we have bows and arrows. So there's two type of bows. There's a recurve bow and there's a compound bow. And um, for the recurve bow, it's it's pretty expensive. So I think if you're to buy a proper recurve bow, it's about 10,000 Tongan Banga, which is probably maybe 7,000 USD. Yeah. It's that expensive, and that's um, that type of money we don't have back in Tonga. So we work with what we have, and with there is <laughs> we do have an archer. Um, he's been to um, uh, pretty much a lot of world championships with archery, and he's even to the Olympics back in 2016. Um, on it, he's got a few bows, and you know we work off his previous equipments. You know, it's what we make. Work, you know, um, um, so we um, we have aids from China, but you know those equipments are not really they don't really work for us, you know. And so we have to take apart um, bows and then put them back together to make it work for you know a lot of people. Um, we did spend the only thing we were able to afford before coming here was arrows, <laughs> yeah, set of arrows. And with the arrows, it was about four hundred twenty-four Australian dollars. And that's a lot for a Tongan student not working. So with that, I had to like call my family in New Zealand. <laughs> I had to call them up like, hey, hey, family, you guys willing to pay for my equipments, please? I promise I'll try and make it work, you know. And I think that was probably like my birthday gift, my Christmas gift, my New Year's gift for the years to come with that. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. The, with equipment being so expensive, how did you get into archery in the first place? How, how were you introduced? Uh, uh, that's a personal, <laughs> a very personal reason, I'd have to say. Um, my mother was diagnosed with cancer back in 2019, and my dad had to accompany her to India for chemotherapy, um, funded by the government, and... I have two siblings, and my parents took them over to New Zealand, to my mom's side of the family. They, they're all there over at New Zealand in Auckland um, for education while they were gone. So they were gone for six months, and I was left in Donga with my dad's side of the family. And my cousin at the time was in Europe preparing for the South Pacific Games in Samoa 2019. 
And I came over one day and they were, I saw them, you know, shooting and I thought to myself, hey, I want to go and try that out, you know. And at the time I thought it would be something that would help me kill time, help me get distracted that, you know, my family wasn't around. But then as the month, as time went, I, you know, I felt like, okay, this is something I want to do. This is something I see myself doing, you know. So I found archery at a time of my life where I felt alone, um, you know, I was, yeah, I was all by myself. And behind the bow, I felt like, you know, I felt like there was someone with me. And um, to my team, I, I'd like to say this. Um, with our archery team, we're not like the other sports team where we just come to meet and compete. No, we're like a family, you know, we're there for each other in the highs and lows. And I'm grateful for them. You know, they're, they're like my second family. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, I love hearing stories about sport and how they can change people's lives. And it sounds like archery came to you at a time when you needed it most. And you have just grabbed the bow and arrow and literally <laughs> come to the Pacific Games. You've got a silver medal. Congratulations to that. Oh, um, now, you are here, your competition has finished, you're watching other sports now, cheering on Tonga. Uh, what are you looking forward to over the last few days here at the Pacific Games? Um, supporting the rest of the teams who are still competing, the Tongan teams who are still competing. Um, we have the athletics, we have netball, you know. What I look forward to is just cheering them on, you know, giving them that <laughs> Okay, my voice is gone. I've been cheering the last few days. Um, I do want to share... Um, a little testimonial, if you would like, yeah. Um, given all the obstacles I went through in Tonga just to make it to the Solomon Islands, I thought that was it. You know, when I set foot here on Solomon Islands, I was like, yes, I'm here. Nothing could go wrong. Everything could go up from now. And then the day before the gold medal match, the night before the gold medal match, I had a severe food allergy reaction and I... According to my team, I stopped breathing three times and I got rushed to the National Referral Hospital. Uh, and this was just hours before we had our competition the next day and everyone, you know, started worrying, like, what was going to happen? And um, I didn't think that I could treat my bow the next day, but, you know, I was like, God, come on, one more, one more, we're almost there. Um, I slept over at the National Referral Hospital I woke up 6 a.m., I think, or 5 in the morning, came over to the village, got ready, put on my costume, and we went over to D.C. Park. And, you know, if I, my partner looked at me and he said, hey, you know, we may not have won gold, but if you didn't show up today, we would have been disqualified. And, you know, those words to me were just gold, you know, like it was never about the medal and always just about enjoying what we love to do most, which is archery. <laughs> Nehi, you're incredible. Congratulations on all that you've achieved. I have no doubt your entire family are proud of you. Uh, congratulations again on the silver medal and enjoy the rest of the Pacific Games. Oh my gosh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the Solomon Islands and the Pacific Games. Oh, that was Mehi Tangulu, silver medalist from Tonga and as I mentioned earlier, we're based here in Honiara for the Pacific Games, fresh off the field. My name is Bobby McCumber, your host, and I'm joined now by someone who has been a co-host on the show before. Her name is Lewis, Lewis Ann, uh, 
Laris, and she is normally based in Bougainville, but she is here, part of the ABC's international development team, working throughout the Pacific Games. Welcome, Lewis Ann. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's wonderful to have you here. Now, tell me some of the things that you've been doing since you've been here. You've been here for almost three weeks? Yes, almost uh, three weeks. And like uh, the first week was uh, kind of uh, hectic. We did some uh, vox pop at the market uh, with the people like leading up to the games. Uh, They were so excited and like uh, color stuff, color stories that we uh, did with the locals here in Honiara. And are you you're focusing on some of the sports here as well? What were you up to today? I was at the boxing, um, and the previous day I was at the sailing. So pretty much all these uh, games are like new. I've never covered uh, boxing before, <laughs> apart from uh, football and rugby tats. And yeah, um, one other sport that is uh, also new to me is the tennis. I've never covered tennis in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a way to learn by coming to the Pacific Games. Yes. Now, what are you doing? How are you covering the sport? Are you commentating? Are you writing about them? Are you filming? I'm uh, filming and also taking pictures. And uh, we are assisting the Solomon Islands uh, Broadcasting uh, Commission uh, doing stuff for their social um news uh, social post uh, so yeah we've been uh, doing a lot of um, capturing uh, um, scenes like the crowd and also the athletics performing wonderful so what other sports you you were boxing today you had sailing yesterday how was the sailing uh, sailing was uh, good uh, because like um, it's a total new sports again for me, um, like in Bougainville, especially when I come from, we don't have this uh, kind of sports. Uh, so sailing was uh, okay. I get to meet a uh, lot of uh, uh, athletes who are professionals and like uh, we were more focused on the Solomon teams who are like uh, preparing for almost five months, but without uh, resources, but, but they did well in sailing, especially the Va'a. The Va'a. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of training did you have leading into the games, being able to take photos and video? Um, Recently, uh, I was part of the ABC International Development, where we were at Brisbane attending the commentary and mobile journalism course. And then we had this uh, great opportunity where we attended the FIFA World Cup. That was a part of the training. So that uh, kind of uh, prepared us well for, um, you know, to participate in the Pacific Games now. Uh, sort of like uh, putting our training into practice. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favourite sport that you'd like to report on, taking photos? Um, yes, like here in the Pacific. Yeah, in the Pacific Games, um, what's your favourite sport to report on? I'd say boxing. Boxing, yeah. Yeah, why is that? Um, like I was sitting there and, you know, they played in different uh, divisions. Like uh, they had the uh, 60 kg. And one that amazed me is the heavyweight 92 kg where we had the... Uh, one boxer from the Solomons, 92 kg, and Australia. And then uh, all of a sudden, like uh, 30 seconds into the game, the coach threw in the towel. So, and the game just stopped. Um, and then I had to turn to someone to ask what just happened and said, it's uh, like a sign of defeat. I had to Google that uh, when uh, someone throws in the towel, it means uh, it indicates a defeat. So maybe the standard of the Solomon, uh, maybe the Solomon boxer was an amateur and the Australia had like uh, a professional 
uh, so the code so that it wouldn't uh, like be a uh, fair match something like that so I was surprised. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that at a boxing match, but I haven't seen too many. Uh, some of the other sports that you've been covering, karate. Yes, I went there one day and uh, it, um, like I'm more familiar with taekwondo and things, not the karate. And so it was uh, eye-opener for me too. And yeah, we had women there and uh, something that... Uh, Maybe will make me confuse is the rules. I don't know the rules, <laughs> but you have to walk up there and yeah, get a little interview, something like that. Yeah, some of the highlights of that game. Yeah, so you're learning so much coming so much, here. Yes. I love that you're delving into so many different sports. Yes. Are there any other sports that I've missed that you've been able to report on or watch? Um, yeah, the football. Oh yeah, I was just there watching and you know amazed at the level of competition being uh, performed by the athletes, especially. Yeah, one interesting match is the um, Fiji and the PNG women playing. So a tough game there. Mm. Have you reported on Pacific Games before? Is this your first time? It's my first time. It's my first time to be here in the Pacific Games. Oh, that's incredible. How have you enjoyed the experience reporting and just being a part of the whole Pacific Games? was uh, very exciting, yeah. The first week was like uh, I was at first nervous, but when I got into doing things, um, it's amazing and uh, um, what can I say about this? A great opportunity for me as a young woman coming from uh, Bougainville. I'm used to covering local sports only, not these big events like this. Uh, how has it been? I know there's a, a team of you that are all working here from different Pacific Islands. Uh, you've come together a few times, like you mentioned, for yes. the FIFA World Cup in Australia. Now you're here for the Pacific Games. What is your relationship like with these other women that are doing the same thing? Um, yes, we've uh, blended well. Uh, yeah, And like uh, for me, it's a learning platform for me as well, learning from other experienced um, sports reporters from other countries like Cook Islands and Fiji so we blended well like we've known each other for many years yeah yeah oh. but it's been great again yeah. are there any other young uh, sports broadcasters journalists or photographers in Bougainville that you know of that are hoping to go down the same path of you none that I know of um, most of the sports is being covered by men I've never seen women covering sports back in Bougainville, but in PNC, yes, um, there are women, but not that I know of. Huh? Mm. But in Bougainville, there are none, no women covering sports except for men. Yeah. Well, how important do you think it is that young girls and women see you doing what you're doing in sports and working in these incredible events like the Pacific Games? Um, yeah, like looking back at my colleagues at the workplace, I'm being a role model for them now and they are looking up to me uh, for future sports events. So um, when I go back, I'll share the experience and maybe they'll know from me and maybe together we can uh, cover sports. But especially when we have... Uh, like uh, sports for women, we can cover that. Yeah. Oh, you can cover that. You can cover more. You're doing an incredible job. Congratulations on everything that you've achieved, and you are a role model for all those young girls in <laughs> Thank Bougainville. You. Thank you, Louis Anne. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. Oh, up next, we're going to hear how I went at the hockey today.
Join me, Hilda Wayne, for Sisters Let's Talk. I'll be interviewing incredible guests and discussing issues that are in the hearts and minds of Pacific women. Blackbird International, we've got access in Australia to all the archives and, and records such as plantation owners' records and shipping records. We try to match them with some of the oral stories from elders in the Australian South Sea Islander communities. Tune in to Sisters Let's Talk Thursday mornings at 9am PND time on ABC Radio Australia. Oh, you are listening to Fresh Off the Field, live from Honiara, the Pacific Games. And we are located right next to the National Stadium where there is some major events happening. Uh, but let's take a look at some track and field results from the last few days. Uh, Solomon Islands' Julian Sosimo won silver in the pole vault. Get this. It was her third ever time pole vaulting. She said she learned pole vault for two Saturdays competed in the national championships, excuse me, qualified for the Pacific Games, if you don't mind, and didn't pole vault before yesterday. Uh, All right. Would you believe this is my third time behind a microphone? No, we can't all be that talented. Uh, But Julian uh, Sosimo won silver after just pole vaulting four times. That's incredible. Uh, She's also competing in a heptathlon. Of course she is. I love to see it during the Pacific Games. We've got lots of people that are doing multiple events. Uh, In the men's and women's 100-metre final, it is on tonight to close out the second day of the track and field. In the women's, we've got reigning champs PNG have three runners in the final. The fastest qualifiers were from Australia and Guam. In the men's, nations represented in the men's, we've got the 100 metres, including PNG, Samoa, Vanuatu, Fiji, New Zealand and Australia. And the two PNG runners qualified second and third fastest in that one. In the shot put... Nu'u Tulifano broke an 18-year-old Pacific Games record to claim gold for Samoa with 17.34 metres. Oh, the silver medalist from 2019 to Uta Faiva from Tonga came second. And PNG athlete Karo Iga is leading the decathlon. He won the 100 metres and 400 metres, the long jump, and then he broke the Pacific Games record in high jump with 1.94 metres. It's going to be very hard to catch Karo. Oh... Earlier today, though, I was at the women's hockey where Fiji was taking on Samoa. So I chatted to some of the Fijian supporters who turned out to be in the men's team. Let's hear what went down. You're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the Solomon Islands and the Pacific Games. I think I'm just going to come up here in between some Fijian... You in the hockey team, are you? Oh, yes. Yeah, in the men's team? How are the girls going here? Oh, they're doing well. They're doing very well. Uh, they scored a few goals. Hot and humid here. Uh, I'm just standing along the sidelines here watching the hockey. So we've got Samoa taking on Fiji. Fiji lead 5-1. Uh, and the men's, you guys have got games coming up today, do you? Yes, we played the first game against uh, Samoa, uh, which we came to a win 6-2. And then we got Tonga in our next game. Oh, so no rest, you get straight back into it. How are you feeling? You think you're going to get the winning? Yes, I'm very confident that the boys are hyped up for the next game, so we can't wait to take on the field. And what about the girls? They, the women here, Fijian women, they're doing very well. Does that inspire yes. you as you're watching? Yes, uh, just by looking at the way they're playing as a team, can't wait to jump on and do the same as what they're doing now, play as a team. Yeah, the ball is nearby, so I'm going to make sure that I'm watching so I don't get hit in the face. Fiji have got control. We are looking good for... Oh, I'm going to be 
keeping this on in case we get a goal. I say we, I mean Fiji, <laughs> all right? <laughs> so if we get a goal, want to hear some nice loud cheers. And if the ball comes this way, I expect you to tap it out of my face. No worries. I play goalie, so I'll make sure I'll save you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the best position here next to the Fijian goalie. This is brilliant. Thank you. And are you playing as well? Yes. Representing Fiji? Yes. Yeah, and how are you feeling? Uh, pretty confident. This is my second Pacific game, so I'm the only one from the last Pacific games we had back in 2015. Oh, so everyone else are newbies. You're the veteran. The ball's nearby, so I'm just a little bit cautious. Fiji looking at scoring. Oh, now, when the ball hits you like that, does it hurt? You've played in two Pacific games. Well, I've been playing it all my life, so you get used to the pain. <laughs> uh, so you being the veteran, everyone else knew, uh, do you feel like one of the leaders in the team and you can kind of show them the way? Oh, yes, pretty much. So I've been tasked to when the boys get uh, heated up in the field for them, for me to calm them down. <laughs> <laughs> You're the mature one. And what was your full name, sorry? Denzel Mock. Representing Fiji in the men's hockey team for the second time. This is his second Pacific Games here in Honiara. So the other one in Port Moresby in PNG. How did you go there? Oh, we won gold in the last, yes. Oh, I'm talking to a gold medalist. How did it feel to win a gold medal at the Pacific Games? Oh, well, first time to be, first time back in 2015 was pretty, what, much of an honour for me and the rest of the team back then. I'm the only one from the last Pacific game in the team this year. So you're the only gold medalist in the team. Uh, what do you think your chances are of getting a gold medal this Pacific Games? Well, we'll try our best. Eh? Our main competition is the host nation, Solomons. We lost to them in the round robin uh, World Cup qualifiers in Australia, Brisbane. We thought we, had, we walked over them the last time we played them. All of our heads were like all over the place. So after losing to them, we pretty much no more. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to lose to them again. <laughs> so maybe it was a good thing to get that loss to bring you back down to earth and start focusing again. Yes, yes, <laughs> it did. <laughs> Who's your favourite player for the Fijian women's team? We're looking like getting a goal. Kathy Fegad. Kathy Fabiano, man. Yeah, she's my favourite player, Kathy. There we go, we've got a goal. Fiji leading 6-1 here in the hockey. This is Fresh Off The Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games on ABC Radio Australia. Oh, it was exciting at the hockey today. So much is happening. I, I'm loving this. As I've mentioned, you're listening to Fresh Off the Field, live from Honiara. We're located just outside the National Stadium. There are more and more people coming and walking up into the stadium because, as I mentioned earlier, we've got some big races happening tonight. We've got the men's and women's 100-metre finals. It's just, I mean, that's what people love about the Olympics. Olympics, about the Pacific Games, the Commonwealth Games. The sprinting is just so exciting. So that's going to be coming up very soon as well. Look, it's 29 degrees. There is a little bit of a breeze. It comes through and then it goes and then I'm hot and I'm sweating again. Uh, but I'm all right. We've got a little bit longer to go. Uh, we've got the news coming up very soon. After the news, we'll be talking with a gold medal winning rugby league's nines player from the Cook Islands. Uh, but that's coming up very soon, as I mentioned, based here now in Honiara for the Pacific Games. I think I need a coconut. Every day I have a fresh coconut and it just helps. I've shouted it for some of the other crew. I haven't got one back, but it's not about that. We're all here together and we're enjoying everything. 
So, oh, another big day ahead. Like I said, we've got so many more guests coming up. We've organised guests and some of them we haven't. We're literally grabbing people out of the stands, people standing in front of me. I can hear all of this happening in the background. People are cheering. Something's happening in the National Stadium. Oh, don't you worry. We're going to be doing some more live crosses throughout the show. So you'll be hearing about everything coming up, not just interviews, as I mentioned, from a rugby league nines player from the Cook Islands. Uh, and she's also an up-and-coming star in the NRLW. So that is coming up very soon, and that's coming up after the news. ABC Radio Australia. This is Fresh Off The Field. The sporting spirit of the Pacific. Yes, welcome back. You're listening to Fresh Off The Field, Sporting Pulse of the Pacific here on ABC Radio Australia, live from Honiara. Just waving to some people walking past. Yes, getting some waves. We're here at the Pacific Games just outside the National Stadium. It's a vibe. Everyone is heading into the stadium. We've got finals, track and field is happening in there. Uh, Let's take a look at some of the results of today as well. In the boxing... Papua New Guinea and the Solomon Islands were the strongest performers in the boxing ring in maybe not the best titled place, the Friendship Hall. Uh, not making many friends, but PNG with five wins and then the Solomons with four wins. So those two teams and countries dominating in the boxing today. In the netball, uh, the Cook Islands, Samoa, Fiji and Tonga all had a good first few days in the netball. We were watching the PNG and Cooks this afternoon, though. It did look like it was going to be an upset brewing with PNG leading going into the last quarter, and they did get the win in the end. And I found out because we grabbed one of the players, Hannah, and she told us all about it, just avoiding her ice bath and having a good old chat with me. That's what we love about being here, live in Honiara. Look, let's meet another medal-winning athlete, a star in the NRLW. She's just won gold for the Cook Islands in the Rugby League Nines and backed it up in the Rugby Sevens too. Live from the home of the Pacific Games Honiara, you're listening to Fresh Off The Field. Okay, I'm here at the Cook Islands Village, here with all the athletes. The Prime Minister has just been here. There's a bit of a buzz. Uh, and I'm chatting with rugby rugby sevens and rugby nines player Shante Kiriaratu, a gold medalist in the rugby nines. How is it to be a gold medalist? Oh, I'm, I'm honestly just shocked, to be honest, but um, I think it's, it's great. It's something that um, we wanted to do and win a gold for our country, so... Um, yeah, it feels amazing. Um, the experience was great. The girls that we were surrounded with was, uh, were amazing. So, yeah, it was good. So you, you defeated Tonga. You played them in the round games and you lost. What were you thinking coming into the final? Were you nervous that was going to happen again or did you believe that you could win? No, I think we all came into the game hungry, to, um, wanting to beat Tonga because obviously we went down to them in the round game, but then we knew we still had one more job to do. And, um, no, we were just all super keen that day. Um, we all woke up with some energy and um, wanting to win, and I think that mindset that we had um, really did stand out and take on the field as well. Is that the first gold medal that you've won for the Cook Islands? Yes, it is. Yeah. So that's even more exciting for um, us and also our, our nation as well. So, yeah. Tell me what it feels like to stand on the podium with your national anthem, getting it put around your neck. Is it emotional? Yeah, definitely. I think I was trying to hold it in, but um, no, nah, it was it was great. 
singing a national anthem and then standing up there with the girls and receiving our um, our gold medal or was something that I'll, I'll remember and cherish forever. So, yeah. Uh, you play in the NRLW as well for the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, what do you think that experience brings to the Cook Island team? Yeah, I mean, um, I was super lucky to be able to be part of the Gold Coast Titans and um, awesome season made the GF. Um, unfortunate with the, um, the game and with the loss, um, but um, I think I just kind of brought what I can share and what I can do for the team and I think that um, us girls have really connected well, so that was something that really um, stood out with our team was our connections that we had. Uh, so the rugby sevens, you played rugby sevens and rugby nines. How did your body manage to do that? No, honestly, <laughs> I don't know how my body did it, but um, it did it. There was about, I think it was uh, another three girls from our nines team who um, also stood up and um, joined the sevens girls because they were down with some players. But um, No, I was just doing it for the for the nation and wanted the girls to have obviously a sevens team and um, I know that they've been training hard for it so I put my hand up. So, yeah. What has the preparations been like uh, for the Pacific Games and the team coming together? Um, so for Lions um, it was actually a bit funny because we all um, had the New Zealand and the Cook Island lot who flew to Fiji and actually their flight got delayed so they um, they had like no flight because it was oh, it got cancelled actually. <sighs> Yeah, and then they had to stay back for a couple more days. They flew in um, a day after the Auss- the Aussie lot flew in, so it was it was hectic <laughs> because like we had one day to train, which was the next day, and then the next day we were playing. So um, it was definitely an experience, but I think we we did well to manage that. I think you did really well. And uh, is that something that you adjust to? Like you're used to playing in a professional league, NRLW, you come to the Pacific Games, flights are going to get missed, things are going to happen, but you just go with the flow with the Pacific Games. Yeah, I think that's what our team was um, <laughs> doing. Uh, we just kind of went with the flow and I think that did help us get to where we are. I mean, yeah. we were a chill team. We didn't um, want to do anything overboard, but yeah. What do you do with your recovery after playing so many games of sevens and nines? Um... Just kept it simple. I just jumped in the ice baths and that was basically it. And what have been some of the highlights for you outside of you playing? Have you got to see any of the other games and cheer on the cooks in other sports? Not at the moment. Oh, I was watching a bit of the um, Basketball Girls um, GF, the 5v5. Um, unlucky to them for um, their game, but I know that. I mean, they got silver, so something they should be proud of, but... Um, no, I haven't got to watch any other sports, but basketball is pretty good to watch. I guess if you're playing in multiple sports, you probably wouldn't have time to watch too many other sports. Uh, do you have any family that are in amongst the Cook Island team, whether it be in your rugby sevens or nines or other? Um, I probably do have family, but I don't know that they're my family, but I'm sure I have a few cousins and uncles and aunties here. But, um, yeah. And what about your parents? Uh, what do they think about you representing the Cook Islands? I mean, they asked me and I was just like king. I was like, no, I want to play with, I want to play for the Cook Islands. I want to represent our people and do, do my family proud back at home. So, um, yeah, when it comes to my country, I, I always want to give back. Uh, you've got a day off tomorrow and then uh, you're heading back home to the Gold Coast. Any games or any sports you want to check out and see or are you just going to try and chill for your last day in the Solomon Islands? Um, I'm actually gonna, I would love to go watch other sports, but um, I think I kind of want to chill and yeah. I think I want to enjoy the experience of Solomon's and 
go out there and have a look and see um, what Solomon's is, is like. I think we're a bit, we've been out today, so yeah. we know a few few spots. It was good. And just finally, obviously you're one of the most experienced players within the team. What has it been like for some of the young players coming and playing in the team alongside you? Do you feel like you're a role model or you help to lead? Yeah, well, that's that's one of the goals that I wanted to come here and do is um, obviously lead my team from the front. And I think our captain, Turu, she, um, she really took that role and then I just kind of, um, well, we all kind of just took it, threw our hands up and, and kind of led from the front. But yeah, I, I hope that I did motivate and lead any of my teammates, especially the um, especially the girls from the islands. They were they were cool to get along with and um, get to know them really well. What would it be like to see some of your Cook Island teammates playing in the NRLW? Oh, that would be mad. <laughs> it would be cool, eh? Because we need some more Cook Islanders um, in this NRLW and the NRL. So, no, it would be really cool. Awesome. Well, congratulations on your gold medal and enjoy your day off tomorrow. And hopefully I'll see you starring in the NRLW. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is Fresh Off The Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games on ABC Radio Australia. Shantae Kiriaratu, gold medalist for the Cook Islands in the Rugby League Nines. Wonderful to chat with her. It's started to clear out in front of me because everyone has been running up into the stadium, the National Stadium. I, I, I want to know what's going on. i tell you what, we've got Declan, we've thrown him in there. Declan, the producer of the show, can you hear me in the stadium? Oh, yes, just. It is loud in here. They have just announced all the names for this final. That is literally seconds from starting. So there's a lot of nervous energy. Uh, so, so what final is it? Is it the 800 metres final that's happening? Look, I'm not going to lie. It was so loud that I couldn't hear if it was a 400 <laughs> 800. But actually now I'm looking at how they're starting and they're not on the blocks. They're starting as a standing start. So it is the 800. And they've just kicked off. So there's three Solomon Island runners in this. I can see a few Solomon Island flags. There's a PNG flag for a PNG runner that's out there. A couple of Kiwis as well. And so they've just set off. And that nervous energy in the crowd is palpable. You can hear some cheers, but you can also hear some silence as they start to make their first lap of this national stadium. Ah, oh, this is incredible. Uh, it's it, Literally, I, I can't see anyone in front of me because everyone is moving into the stadium. Is it packed? Is it full? Uh, there's nowhere else for people to be. Yeah, I reckon everyone's made their way from the soccer where they were ripping down trees to the <laughs> national stadium. Luckily here, there's no trees in the middle of the stand. So they're here, they've got an unobstructed view. Uh, and it looks like the girls are coming around for their first lap. So the Kiwi girls, two of them are leading. Uh, and then Guam behind them. And then there's a few Solomon Islanders in sort of third, fourth, fifth position. They're running as a team. And you might be able to hear the crowd trying to will them on. And that is the bell. So, yes, it is an 800 as we get into this second lap. Uh, the stadium's sort of half full. I reckon it's only going to fill up even more with the 100-metre finals on tonight. So about 300 metres to go in this 800-metre final. Oh, well, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. I'm not in the stadium, but I feel like I am because I can hear it all, and you're telling me exactly what's happening. I think the Solomon Islands crowd are going to go crazy. So there's three of them in the race. How are they sitting now? Look, they're slowing down a little bit. The Kiwi girls are making a bit of a gap, so it is not looking good for the locals, although... I mean, it's going to take an almighty cheer on the back straight. We'll see if they can do it. 
these 800 metre races, it's basically faster than you and I, Bobby, could sprint, and they're doing it for two whole laps. They are gunning it. So they're into the last 100 metres. It looks like the two Kiwi girls have it. So that one might be why the crowd is a little bit quieter than just before. The Solomon Island girls sitting in fifth, sixth, seventh, and it looks like the Kiwis are going to take it home. Oh, you're right. We, ha- we can't hear too much, and that's because the Solomon Islanders aren't there in the top three at the moment, but they're there in the final, which is great. Oh, I, I take it it's all finished. It is all done. Getting big cheers, though, still the locals as they cross the line. An incredible oh. effort just to make these finals. So, yeah, a, a big effort from the Solomon Islanders getting the biggest cheer for sure. Oh, that's incredible. So, so what are people doing? They're standing on their seats, they're waving their flags, are they dancing? What is the feel and the atmosphere inside the National Stadium at the, at the moment? Yeah, as you said, flag waving, they're standing up, they're clapping, they're cheering as the last runner makes their way across the line. Cheering the first as loud as the latter. So it is a, a really good spirit in the stadium here. Oh, we love to hear it. Thank you so much for that, Declan. Appreciate you running up those stairs, getting in there and giving us uh, all the live action that's happening inside the National Stadium. As I mentioned, uh, so that was the 800-metre final there. Uh, Sounds like the New Zealanders won gold and silver. And we've got the finals happening tonight. It's happening a little bit later on, the men's and women's 100-metre. So I will be off air, but I will be in the stadium and screaming and cheering for that one. Not too much so because we've got shows all week here live from Honiara it's fresh off the field we're going to be here every single day look enough from me let's meet some more athletes shall we Last week, the five-on-five basketball finished up but this week we're treated to the three-on-three which starts tomorrow. Earlier today we chatted to two basketballers from the Marshall Islands. Hear that in just a moment. Want all the latest Pacific news, sports and entertainment delivered in your inbox every Thursday? ABC Pacific have launched a free weekly newsletter with exclusive content from across the Pacific by your favourite ABC presenters. Be the first to know about upcoming events and competitions in your area, plus much more absolutely free and direct to you. It's easy to sign up. Just go to abc.net.au slash pacific and enter your email to join today. You're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the Solomon Islands and the Pacific Games. Three-on-three basketball is happening this week in the Pacific Games, and I've got one of the players from the Micronesian Nations. Uh, If you could just introduce yourself and say which team you're representing. Yes, my name is Rainy Parrish. I'm playing for the Marshall Islands three-on-three women's basketball team. Now, this is the first basketball competition that the Marshall Islands are competing in. They didn't compete in the five-on-five. How are you feeling leading into the first game? Yeah, I mean, we're really excited. Um, I was able to watch some of the five-on-five games and see that, I mean, there's a lot of girls who have a lot of skill and really competitive, so I'm excited to play with them and compete against them, and so I think we're just really, really pumped. (laughs) What has your uh, preparation been like leading into the games? Have you just been thrown together, or how much time have you actually had together? Yeah, Um, I live separate from the team, so I haven't had as much time, but um, in terms of preparation, Uh, It's been a lot of conditioning, just trying to make sure that I'm in shape and putting shots up. We've been running over some theory. I mean, three-on-three basketball is a little bit different than five-on-five, so just trying to see how that might affect our game. But, um, yeah, a lot of uh, running, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you said you live separate from the others. Where do you live and how did you get here to Honiara? Mm -hmm. Um, I live in Myanmar, a country uh, bordering China and Asia. 
to get over here, it was uh, three airplanes. Are you talking about the route? Yeah, yeah th- three planes over here through Singapore and then through Papua New Guinea. But I haven't flown through either of those places. So, I mean, Papua New Guinea just from the airport was beautiful, the scenery. So it was a, it was a pleasure to fly through there. Uh-huh. Tell me about your connection to the Marshall Islands. Yeah, my, um, my mother immigrated to the United States from the Marshall Islands when she was a child. Um, and so the Marshallese culture, we grew up in America where, you know, they say it's a melting pot, but um, everyone goes over and you learn a new culture, but also you're trying to retain the Marshallese culture. And um, Marshallese culture is beautiful in that it's so communal and family oriented. And so um, every time that I'm, I'm back with a team like the Marshall Islands or with the organization representing them, I just see that represented all the time and just how people interact. And um, that's always a a good piece of home when you grow up a little bit away from home. Tell me about your experiences of traveling back to the Marshall Islands. Yeah, we were kind of just talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, I think that kind of what I just said in terms of Marshallese being communal and family oriented. So one of the biggest blessings I think of coming back to islands is when you get to do it with family members. Um, one, cause you, you always just have someone with you that you love, but you also get to see, you get to enjoy the culture as a group, which only, only amplifies the experience. So, What are some of the highlights? What do you love most about going home? Is it the beaches? Is it family? The connection? Yeah, I think seeing people is usually the, the, the most uh, precious part. I have a cousin who's close to me, and uh, so anytime we get to be together, that, that's always special. Even uh, she actually traveled from the Marshall Islands here to uh, support us. Um, and so just even getting to be with her here in this context and, um, you know, sleeping in the same room and just enjoying and talking is a, is a blessing. So, uh, I think that's one of the things that's really great about tournaments like these or, um, organizations like these that put these on is that you get to kind of come from all over and reconvene. And that's what we're doing here. At least my family is. And so it's been really, it's been great. Now, this isn't the first time that you've represented the Marshall Islands. Tell us about your other experiences. Yeah, it was uh, quite a long time ago. I'm getting older now. Um, it was over a decade ago I represented in the in the Micronesian Games. And so, um, man, I would say that was a highlight of my life. I just really enjoyed the whole experience, um, both getting to play a sport that I love with um, – you know, with a team, but also just getting to do it specifically for the Marshall Islands was just really, really a fantastic opportunity. And so when I realized or got the invitation to do it again, it was a no-brainer. Um, really excited about it, kind of dreaming that it would happen again, but I didn't know if I was going to, you know, be able to. Um, <clears throat> but as far as the Micronesian Games, where I've done it before, and the Pacific Games, definitely, I mean, there are a lot of teams here, and uh, it's so fun. It's a really big affair, so arriving and getting to see people compete and, uh, you know, just Pacific uh, Islands out here as well has been really, really exciting. So I'm curious to see, you know, once we get playing specifically, you know, how, how it differs from my previous experience, but they've all been great. How are you hoping uh, the Pacific Games go, your games specifically? Yeah. How do you think you'll compete against some of the other nations? That's a good question, Bobby. I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're going to come out and we're going to bring our best. Uh, actually, our team is just a team of veterans. So we're all a little bit, you know, older girls that, that love the game and know the game, uh, but have been getting in shape and getting ready. So we open with Solomon Islands. So really excited to kind of open with them and see how it goes and come out and play hard and uh, hopefully be successful. But no matter what, we're going to enjoy it. So, uh, Speaking of all of these games and representing the Marshall Islands, Next year, Marshall Islands are hosting the Micronesian Games. Are you going to be competing in this? What are your thoughts leading into it? I think anyone would always love the invitation to compete. So, you know, I'm like, well, I need to come out here and, and, and really compete. But, um, 
Yeah, so I would love to see that happen. Uh, I think uh, the Marshall Islands as a whole is just really excited to host and to um, have everyone come and show our beautiful island. And I know that there's a lot of preparation. Um, as as everyone in Solomon Islands knows, there's a lot of preparation going in the anticipation of that. So I'd love to see an invitation if that's the case. But uh, for right now, I'm just going to focus on playing as best as I can against Solomon Islands tomorrow. And finally, uh, thanks so much for your time. What does it mean for you to put on the Marshall Islands jersey and represent your nation country? Yeah, you know, I um, my my mother uh, immigrated to the states, and um, you know, so now she holds both dual citizenship, as do I. And I think that there is something uh, beautiful in holding dual citizenship. I also think there's a tension there. Um, where you are made up of two countries in a way, like you're a person that represents both um, maybe the country that you're born in and grew up in, or also the country that you've now found yourself in. And there's just this like dichotomy there. And I think that uh, for me, the opportunity to play for the Marshall Islands when I spent a lot of my <clears throat> growing up in America and then just traveling over to the islands, it's just so really rare and sweet moment where I get to be one person, you know, and, and just focus on one thing and embrace, um, that aspect of it that sometimes can get hidden. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a real blessing. And I think there's something a little bit like introspective about it for me that I really appreciate. Uh, you mentioned family. Uh, what family have you got here supporting you in the Honiara for the Pacific games? Yes. I have two of my four children with me. So I've got my five-year-old and one-year-old with me. Um, also my cousin, who I mentioned, she traveled from uh, the Marshall Islands to come and stay and, and spend time with us and cheer us on. And then also my um, boo-boo, is my grandma, is traveling from Los Angeles. So we're coming from three different countries um, to come here into Solomon Islands. So it's, it's a, a good little reunion. That's brilliant. So two out of the four children got to come over here. How did you pick? <laughs> we yeah we we had to have a, a bargaining session my husband and I <laughs> was coming and who was it <laughs> oh that's fantastic well it's wonderful to speak to you incredible story all the best for your games this week thank you thank you so much for your time on ABC Radio Australia you're listening to Fresh Off The Field live from the 2023 Pacific Games Another one of the many athletes that's going to be kicking off their competition this week. We've got the basketball three-on-three happening. If I can get you to introduce yourself, say your full name and who you're representing. Okay. Um, my name is Jefferson Jewasi, but everyone calls me Balu. I'll be representing for the RMI, the Republic of the Marshall Islands. Uh, how are you feeling leading into the competition? Uh, very excited. Nervous at first. Um, first time over here, so... But pretty much mostly excited. Uh, you're all based in the Marshall Islands. So how has training been leading into the Pacific Games? Have you all been able to train together over the last few months? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much getting together and training. And How often do you train per week? And what are the facilities like in the Marshall Islands? Uh, there are, well, there's a facility right now that's upcoming for the micro games. So there's, we've been practicing in that pretty much most of the times. Um, other than that, we pretty much have the outside courts that we would practice around. Yeah, that's pretty much what, how we started off at first, but until the, the facility that they've been making for the microgames came up. And how did you get to Honiara? How long did it take you to get here? Uh, so we had to go through a couple of countries before getting here. So it'd be like Kiribati, Nauru, and then uh, we had to stay in Fiji and then from Fiji is just straight over here. So you went from Marshall Islands to Kiribati to Nauru, Fiji, 
and here. Wow, you have done a tour of the Pacific, specifically Micronesia. Well done. <laughs> um, how did you get into basketball in the first place? I uh, grew up with it. Uh, my family grows. Uh, my family plays basketball, and um, had family members also that was competing in micro games and also Pacific games as well. So, yeah, I pretty much grew up with it. So you didn't have a choice. Everyone had basketball in your house, and you were happy with that. Yeah, just, you're playing basketball. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll go for it. And how are you feeling leading into the games? This is your first Pacific Games. Nervous, excited. What emotions are you feeling? All over. Nervous, excited. Uh, pretty much happy that I'm actually here. But overall, just nervous and excited. Mostly excited. <laughs> Do you have any other family members that are representing Marshall Islands as well, whether they be siblings or cousins or aunties and uncles? Uh, yeah, so two of them are actually in the basketball team right now. <laughs> so I'm going to keep that a little low, but... Um, my brother is actually playing for volleyball, beach volleyball, so yeah, i got a couple here. Oh, that's awesome. How does it make you feel when you're uh, representing your country and you wear a jersey that's got Marshall Islands on there? Uh, I'm pretty proud about it, yeah. And it's just glad that I was chosen to be one of them to be represented and just hopefully just show it out. Other than your – is it two brothers in the basketball team that you have? Uh, two cousins. Two cousins and one brother. Yeah. And one brother. Um, Prior to them, have you had any other family members that have represented the Marshall Islands or are you the first crop that have come through and represented your country? Uh, yeah, there was, there was some before, which is pretty much why I got into basketball as well. <laughs> yeah. So who was that before? Was it your father or other members? Uh, my cousins and I think my uncle would, that were representing. And what sports were they representing? Was it basketball as well? You guessed it. <laughs> it was basketball. <laughs> well, good luck for the games. They're coming up this week. You've got multiple of them. Um, I hope you do well and enjoy the rest of the Pacific Games. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, there we have it. There we have it. Thank you so much to all the guests that we've had on the show. We are here live from Honiara for the Pacific Games. We'll be back tomorrow and all week. <laughs>